You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday night. Time for American Winer. How the hell is everybody doing? My name is Alex Berg. We are on podcastdetroit.com. Studio 3, I just realized I forgot to update the fucking Facebook page before we went on the air, but oh well, it's too late for that now. How's everybody doing? I am back uh, after my usual week and a half uh, break since last Monday. Uh, My guest tonight uh, is uh, my good friend Don Woolley. Don, good to have you back. Again. Again. You are now, (laughs) this is the sixth time you've been on. You are, I think the most anybody else has been on is twice. So uh, you're uh, you're well ahead of the pack. I'm the best fallback plan that any podcast ever had. (laughs) I'm really glad that I talked to you because (laughs) because uh, I've had a bunch of rescheduling going on this month and and uh, and communication problems and things. So uh, so I was really glad to to uh, be able to to get you tonight. and uh, we're going to talk about the Oscars because the Oscars are this weekend, and uh, it's they're on Sunday, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel's hosting again, and and um, it's going to be uh, you know the usual bullshit of uh, seeing millionaires walk down the red carpet and you know talk about how great it is to be uh, successful in the movie industry and, and chastise you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but <laughs> the the movies that they were in now, now Don, I got to ask you. I don't think I've ever really uh, talked to you about this. Um, but do you watch the Oscars at all? Because I know you love movies, but uh, I do. I, you know, I I don't watch them like I I always like. Oh fuck, the Oscars are on tonight, right? It's yeah. not like I know some people have parties that they plan, and it's like the Super Bowl for them, and they have people over and they watch and they sit with bated breath. And I always am just uh, like watching it in my boxers. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'll watch this, and uh-huh. um, so. Sort of, I guess, is the answer. And, I, and I'm always uh, – I'm like, man, I should have seen that movie, uh-huh. which is what we're going to get to here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm on your podcast to talk about the Oscars and I haven't seen any nominees at all. Well, you've been, you've been extremely busy because of, of your job. Yeah. So you, you don't get to see really any movies. In fact, how many movies did you see last year? Uh, only a few. I saw – the the nerd movies right like uh-huh. i saw justice league unfortunately i saw it mm-hmm. um and the last fuck. jedi right didn't you oh see the yeah last i jedi? saw the last jedi and that's gotta be something else didn't guardians of the galaxy 2 come out yeah that was in may yep. so yeah i saw guardians of the galaxy 2 wow so four as a guy who goes to the movies once a week it's weird for me like i haven't been to the movies i saw black panther this month that's the only okay. movie i saw this month and it feels yeah, I wanna weird see it. it was good it wasn't the cultural phenomenon <coughs> it's being made out to be but oh, it you was, don't say it was <laughs> it was it was solid though it was very good it was probably only behind like iron man and i'm trying to think it was one of the best origin movies. That you mean Marvel's a Marvel done. movie is not actually the cultural critique of our time? Right, right. I'm yeah. shocked. Yeah. It's just a solid superhero movie, like everyone expected it to be. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was it was good, and and uh, and Michael B. Jordan, um, who plays the bad guy in that, actually some some of the lines he had were very 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 good. It was it was, and he that was yeah, I've he's heard solid he's in everything, villain. but he's a good villain. He is. Yeah, you care about him. What was he? What was he in before that? He was in a Creed. He was he, well. He played uh, Apollo Creed's son. In, yeah, but uh, wasn't he? 
he was the Human Torch. He was, yeah. And that so that there was a there was a meme floor. I saw where they were like, uh, Marvel is two for two in saving people who were the Human Torch and turning them into a good character, right? And you um, know, you, you know what I just heard is they want him for the next Suicide Squad movie too. They're casting two extra villains and they want I'm, him for one. I movie. haven't even seen Black Panther yet, and I'm I would be fine with that because have you seen Creed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was fucking incredible in yeah. that movie. I've, he's one of those actors like I've never seen him give a bad performance yet. Now, granted, he's still young. I think he's like thirty, and he's only he's, he did Fruitvale Station, Creed, the shitty, even in Fantastic Four. Like even though that was a horrible movie, he, he was still wasn't bad. He was kind of Morgan Freeman esque, <laughs> right. you know. Which you can't that, say about the last Human Torch. Yeah, he was definitely one of the issues. Yeah, I don't some, know when I'm getting some a lot of static. Yeah, there's some there's there's a little bit of an issue here. Oh, that's oh, that's what it mic. is. Oh, there we go. Okay, it was a cable issue. All right, I think we're good now. I can't right. hear it. So, all right. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, he's uh, Morgan Freeman is good in movies, even when the movie is not good. Right. So, uh, right, he's, yeah, he's kind of getting that. Uh, Sometimes, that especially too. when the movie's not good. Yeah. What was yeah. the one where they they dyed his hair white and he was like a a villain? And he's like, kill this motherfucker. Uh, oh, that was Dreamcatcher. That was a Stephen King adaptation. <laughs> kill yeah. this motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you can't say that, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> You're God. You can't say kill this motherfucker. You gotta be you gotta be deep voice and slow. Speaking. Yeah, and, and mellow and wise yeah. and things. Um but anyway, so so yeah, so that kind of gives you an impression, uh, folks, of uh, you know, like like you know, I I see all the superhero <laughs> movies, but then I also go to the Michigan Theater and the main art and try to see all and the, see the good movies, the Oscar <laughs> bait. You know, I go see the Oscar bait. My, I'll say just for the uh, for the hell of it, my top five movies last year, and we talked about this. We talked. It's funny because you said you saw it. You were on this show. We talked about it. Yeah. And then about a month later, you were on, and we and we talked about movies again. And here we are again, yeah. a couple months after that. So and only two weeks after the so last. I've, time I've you were actually here. been on the podcast more times than I got to see movies last year. Yeah, this is your sixth time. And, and so. really going to the movies and and, and seeing something and the, the theater experience is one of my very favorite things. Definitely. And I, I you know, I just, uh, I worked a lot last year. I worked almost 4,000 hours Holy last shit. year. So, I don't yeah. think I've ever done 4,000 hours worth of anything. Yeah, 30, it was 3940 or something. Wow. So yeah, that's a lot. There, I think Not there's a lot of time for movies. I want to say there's only six thousand hours in the year uh-huh. ish. So like I worked a you worked and you slept a lot of them hours. Well, anyway, my, my my top movies uh, for my I'll give my top five and these aren't in any particular order. But Ingrid Goes West, which is not nominated for anything, was uh, very good. I feel like if I saw that again, I wouldn't like it as much as I did the first time. But it was definitely a solid movie. Um, the Shape of Water. Uh, which is a lot of people think Guillermo del Toro is definitely going to win Best Picture. So sad, I didn't for that. see that. Um, I saw it twice, man. It was it was fucking dope. We'll, we'll get to it. Um, I Tanya, I saw that twice with Margot Robbie. I know was you not told ex- me to see it, and I. It's it, that's that's one you can wait till it's on Netflix. You didn't need to see it in the theater, but it that is fucking hilarious, and I would highly recommend that. The Florida Project. Um, which Willem Dafoe is nominated for. I think that might be their only nomination, actually, is Willem Dafoe for Best Supporting Actor. That was phenomenal, and I'm forgetting one. God damn it, what was it? It was Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri is another heavily nominated movie. I think it's behind The Shape of Water. Uh, The Shape of Water had the most nominations with 13. I think that might be right underneath it. 
three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell were in that. They're both the favorites to win in their respective categories of Best Actress and Best Supporting Actor. Phenomenal movie. Went on a little long. The ending was kind of it was it it I was I was done with it about fifteen minutes before it actually ended. But it was still a good movie. It was still very solid and it deserves all the prize praise it's getting. Um and the fifth movie I feel like there was one more and I, I've I've written this shit down and of course I don't have it with me. So we'll just stick with the top four. I'm sure it'll come to me. Fuck it. Yeah. Um other standouts, you know, it was good. Um uh and I feel like oh Logan was good. Um mm. And there was Logan too. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So that's, that's if there was ever a superhero movie other than the dark Knight that was going to get nominated for anything, it got nominated for a best screenplay. Actually it's, it it, it is nominated. Yeah. Best of that. I can't remember. I think it's, it's an original or adapted screenplay. I think it would have a much better chance of, of winning that if the last 15 minutes were different. But, yeah, like the last – I think we talked about the last third yeah. of that movie was just yeah. generic X-Men movie. But yeah. the first two-thirds of it are like this is – not only is this a good superhero movie, this is a good movie in the sense that, like you said, The Dark Knight is where you completely forget it's a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. You're just interested and um, like it's gen- like genuinely uh, well done in every facet almost. And the – yeah, I don't know. I almost missed it up a little bit. During that movie, I'm ashamed to admit. That. Oh no, shit! Really? The end of the Patrick Stewart uh, speech or whatever. Where he's... Well, no, the, just the end of that era, the Hugh Jackman Patrick Stewart oh, era. Well, what a send off, though, man! Like, fuck they, yeah, could have. I mean, I wish I could have seen that movie. You know, back when, and I mean, that's 17 years that that he played yeah. that part, both of them. Yeah. And uh, fuck you, autoplay. God, I hate autoplay. There we go. Uh, I've got the nominations <laughs> the up here. The bane of every goddamn podcast in I saw, existence is autoplay. Well, I saw a freaking, I think it was a tweet or some some computer program. It was like zero. That's how many times, like to all the web developers, that's how many times somebody has wanted to click on a website and have something automatically yes. start playing. Zero. Zero. In the history of the internet. Yes. That's the number of times someone went fucking sweet. Yeah. I don't have to push this button. I can watch this commercial <laughs> on my own. I've, and I had my volume all the way up, so it just blasted yeah. my my eardrums. But uh, <laughs> anyway, here I'll give you. I'm gonna. I go mean, th- even Pornhub doesn't autoplay, and you only have one hand. Oh my god, that's not when even. Do- <laughs> I didn't even. You're totally right. That's one of those like uh, realizations that like, it's like I didn't. You're totally right. They, even porn does not use autoplay. Right. So. Fucking a. Um, well, they want you to keep coming back, Jesus. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I got we're going to discuss the Oscars. We dragged it down to his low brow. Well, you know what? Though I had to, we had we had to whine about something. So autoplay is a good. Autoplay is a good know, one It's a petty, uh, petty little first world problem. So we got to get to get to something. But <laughs> I'm sure I'll end up whining about one of these movies too. But uh, best picture. Uh, I'm just going to list them off, and I'll say the ones that I've I, I, I've seen and haven't seen. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri are all nominated for Best Picture. Uh, like I said, The Shape of Water and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri are, are the two favorites to win. It's kind of a toss-up right now. Um, what are the other two? Uh, earlier on, people thought Lady Bird and Get Out and Dunkirk all had a shot. Um, but that does the the more I've read about it, the less likely that seems. I have seen all of them except for Get Out and Call Me by Your Name. Wow. Call Me by Your Name. My brother posted about it, and he said it, he all he said was Call Me by Your Lame. So I figured it was like I can just wait on that one. I don't need to see it. Uh, and then Get Out. Everybody was fucking talking about this all year. It came out over a year ago. I'm 
uh, it was February 2017, and they kept saying, oh, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. And I just never saw it. I I wasn't an intentional thing. It was just sort of like a, eh, I'll see it eventually. And now here it is. It's nominated for Best Picture. Jordan Peele, the director, is nominated for Best Director. Wow. It's, excuse me, nominated for Best Original Screenplay. And I didn't fucking see it. And this is really rare for you that you didn't see it. It is. I totally, I I feel racist for not having seen it. Not not really. But uh, but it it almost, it's like there's no excuse for me not to have not seen it, you know? so I, 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 that's definitely on my list. I, I'll see. Other than, by. Your, other than your blatant racism, that's why <laughs> it's the only reason. My well documented racism. Well, well yeah. documented, well known. The uh, the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, I believe, has done a write up on you and your blatant American whiner racism. Yep, yep. So You've had a not a, surprising that I didn't see the uh, conservative the on your podcast six times. So obviously. <laughs> uh so anyway, so those are the two that I didn't see. I will see them, obviously, especially Get Out. Um, I'll I'll get around to call me by your name as well. Um, and you know, another thing is just like the the you know very political this year. You know, I mean, with, right. a couple of years ago we had the hashtag Oscar so white bullshit that went down, and uh, you know, we won't get too deep into that. But but they what that led to. The reason I bring it up is because it led to um, uh, sort of a not a reshuffling, but they added a bunch of new Academy members. That were younger and more diverse and, and all that, you know, blah, 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 blah. So uh, so th- the nominees are starting to reflect that. Um, you, sort of the, the, the old guard nominees are, are examples like The Post and Dunkirk. Like Meryl Streep got nominated for lead actress again. And she, she I'm sorry. I love Meryl Streep. She did not need to get nominated for this movie. It was Do not. Really, though? Meryl Streep? <laughs> Uh, I, I love for her acting. Yeah, definitely. No, no, she I is think a she's dope talented. actress. Just, she is, uh, but but her, yeah, everything else is kind of like a you know they take it or leave it. But um, uh, so anyway, we'll go through the best picture nominees. Darkest Hour. Uh, it's a Gary Oldman's uh, Winston Churchill movie. Ben Mendelsohn plays uh, the the oh, king of King George it, in that. They've been playing the uh, the ads for that again on YouTube. Oh yeah, like and I just. Fuck! I want to see it so. It is. Bad. It is really good. Um, Gary Oldman is the favorite by a mile to win Best Actor. It's it's sort of like a coronation well, award. It's good. like we're not just giving it to you for this movie. We're giving yeah. it to you for your entire illustrious sure. career. Yeah. Um, he I is, actually like those Oscars better than a lot of other ones. Right. Like, yeah. Where it's someone that you know, like just the body of work. Right. Yeah. Just the, the, it's like the guy's it's always Leo, knocking it out of the park. Yeah. It's this is basically uh, Gary Oldman's The Revenant, where it was right, like yes. it was like we're not just giving you the Oscar Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant. Yeah. We're giving it to you for the entire twenty yeah. years that you've been in. This the, is the for the shelf full of these that you should have. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, but uh, Darkest Hour, I liked it. Um, it it's really the, the best thing about it is its performances. Everything else is pretty much mediocre. I mean, I, I don't. I even hesitate to say mediocre. It was good, but other than the performances, nothing really stands out. It's, okay. a sort of, it's a good movie, but nothing really blo- – what would be awesome is if somebody took Darkest Hour and cut – did a super cut of, the, of that and Dunkirk because they both take place at the Holy exact shit. same time. Yeah. And that would be really cool if somebody did that. I'm sure somebody else has had that idea already. There's no way nobody has, but – um. Uh, I'm Dun- gonna Google search that because that sounds fucking awesome. I know, and it could, it could totally work too. Because literally, like, there's, there's, you know, he gives the uh, "We shall fight on the beaches" speech at the end. That while at the end of Dunkirk, the kid is on the train. One of the soldiers from the beach is reading about the speech that he just gave. So it, it's literally in real time happens. The 
it's the same time time period. So I mean, there's like 800 fan cuts of the Last Jedi now. I'm sure someone could yeah. <laughs> take the time to make something of value. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, so Dunkirk is the next nomination that came out last summer. I saw that. Um, Christopher Nolan. I mean, he's he's a legacy filmmaker at this point. You know, yeah. everything he does, even even when he's 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 got his varying degrees of quality, but nothing is ever particularly bad. You know. Um, solid movie, uh, good war movie. Um, I don't think it's going to, it'll win like technical awards, like sound design and things like that. If it wins anything, didn't get any not acting nominations. Um, it was kind of a uh, surprise for me, the movie in general. Did you see that or no, but, um, I, I mean, you know, like all of these, I I really want to, Uh uh, but I remember the preview and it was like Christopher Nolan and I'm thinking, okay. When does like a monster pop out of the beach? Or, like when when does a, a black hole open in the ocean? And so and it's no, it's just a period piece. And I I was like, oh, well, this is probably going to be great. And yeah, by all by all measure, it was it was solid. It was, it was a standard. I should have mentioned good. this was one that I, I brought up Logan and it and a couple other ones. This one was definitely on the list as well in terms of uh, standout movies. Right. Um. So Dunkirk was good. Get out. Like I said, I didn't see Lady Bird. I saw the trailer for this last summer and I fucking hated it. I was like another goddamn coming of age movie about a quirky indie chick. You know, it's directed by Greta Gerwig, who's a who's an uh, an actress, and she's I I think this is her first. It is her first uh, her directorial debut. It's a good movie. Saoirse Ronan is fucking phenomenal in it. She is she is so she is such a good actress, and um, she I don't think she's gonna win this year. She she will have plenty of times. She's already been not. She's twenty three and she's been nominated like three times already for Holy an Oscar. Uh, so she she will she'll get her legacy award someday. Right. Uh, but uh, it won't be for this one. Um, I saw it and I was like, this is actually a pretty fucking good movie. I was expecting to get, to get beat over the head with the feminism and the and you know the early two thousands bullshit. But uh, <laughs> it was it was actually I walked out and I was like, that was a solid movie. It it was considerate. It was. Um, it it wasn't as up as its own ass as the trailer made it out to be, and uh, yeah, I, I it was it was good. It, it compared to a lot of the other movies on this list, I didn't like it as much. It was kind of um, uh, it just didn't it didn't announce itself the way that it's it's kind of subtle in its presentation. But it it was a good movie. Greta Gerwig will have a, a nice long career after this, um, and uh, and you know we'll see her and Saoirse Ronan again. Uh, so that. That's what I have to say about Ladybird. Phantom Thread bored the fuck out of me. I was done with that movie an hour in. I don't even I, know what this is. What is that's it about? the Paul Thomas Anderson, Daniel Day Lewis. So it's the the same guys. It's there will be blood. Okay. Um, so it's Paul Thomas Anderson with Daniel Day Lewis starring in the. And I was the whole time I watched it. I'm like, how the hell do you make Daniel Day Lewis boring? That guy can act mm-hmm. anything. And and. And uh, it's about a fashion designer who has who's clearly got like some control, like mental issues, and and um, he's like got like some paranoia and things like that. But it is just it's just a bunch of people talking for like three hours. It's and it's and then in the middle you got some fashion like designer like him designing clothes and then doing fashion shows and stuff like that. And he he has this model that he meets and she's a waitress and and they kind of fall in love and they start this and then. She, I'll just tell you because I mean, are you going to plan on seeing it or yeah, like the, it's? She ends up like poisoning him a couple times to show her to show him that uh, that uh, like he needs her, you know, more than she needs him and things like that. And so it's like oh, this good. Emotional... That's, a, that's actually, I mean, that's fine. 
That's yeah. a nice. That's a nice way to assert your dominance in a relationship, right? It's like, right. hey, you want some fucking antifreeze? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mushrooms in the. Like, movie. what are you going to do when I'm not here to call nine one one for the poison I gave you, bitch? Well, it's so it was. Like I was, I was literally waiting by the exit with, for the last like five minutes. So I was ready to go. It That's was, amazing. It was. I was like, I don't want to walk out exactly because it's not. A, it was beautifully shot. It's a good looking movie, and Daniel Day Lewis obviously is is, you know, the material I mean, he has to work in with. Anything is, he does, right? He could play yeah. the mop bucket and and be good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so it, it was. It was just very Paul Thomas Anderson. When he's on, he's fucking on. Like Boogie Nights is awesome. There will be blood is awesome, yeah. but uh, he has a lot of stuff where it's just Man, really there will be blood is good. It is. It is. That's a <laughs> that's an awesome movie. But the, like this and Inherent Vice and The Master, I just didn't get why. It's like a bunch of smart people getting together and deciding something is good, and then if you don't get it, then you're not smart. And I guess I'm just not smart enough to get why this is good. It just I didn't get it. It wasn't even that it like. Because people are like, well, it's just, of course, it's not explosions and things, you know, like, but it's not going to yeah, hold really your attention. Hate and when people, when you criticize a movie and they say that to you, like, it's like, you're just, yeah, there's no tits in it, man. Yeah. Well, so, well, you know what, pal? Uh, you know, I am a generally lowbrow kind of guy, but I don't actually require a uh, graphic sex scene in order to enjoy a movie. And yeah, nothing, nothing needs to blow up yeah. uh, for me to enjoy a movie. So I, I diss on. Um, I diss on those movies just as much as everybody else, but sometimes a movie is just kind of boring. Yeah, it was, it goes on too long, and it's just <clears throat> I think it's the, they're more focused on the look of it and the the technique of the of of, of right. the aesthetic technique of it rather than the pace or the whether or not it's particularly engaging. Like I can only watch them sit and eat breakfast and have like this weird tension in the air. They do that like like. Every three scenes in that movie, like they just they have a breakfast scene and like they're just sitting there and they, they're clearly getting angrier at each other. And it's like, OK, we fucking get it, you know. And then when the second time she poisons him, too, it's like, how is he falling for this a second time? Like he knew that she did it the first time. And it's so anyway, that out of all these nominees, it's just the ultimate shit test. Now, that's uh, yeah. Now that's uh, that's that's something I didn't consider, but um, I thought that, and it's funny because when I I went and saw it the day I saw it, I was kind of like, do I really want to go? And I was like, well, it's nominated, so I, I might as well. And um, I had a dream. I've been having these weird dreams where, like, I'll I'll dream about a movie before I see it, and then my dream ends up being way more interesting. Like, I dreamed about the Last Jedi, and I got to tell you about that because that was f- pretty fucking amazing. The dream that I had. Um, I it got doesn't a dream make much about sense, that but... movie after I saw it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, I had a dream about Phantom Threat, and I dreamed that Daniel Day Lewis turns out to be a vampire at the end. <laughs> and th- I wish that would have happened because it would have made oh it so God. much cooler. Uh, it wouldn't have made any sense, but it would have been it would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> you got would it still be nominated for an Oscar? Uh, I would have nominated it. Just been it. a vampire at the end. But so out of the best picture nominees, that is easily my least fa- <clears throat> excuse me least favorite one. It's followed by the Post, which is. Steven Spielberg's movie about uh, 
The Washington Post breaking the Pentagon Papers in the early 70s is kind of an all the president's men type deal. Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep stalling it or starring it. It's uh, it was good. It wasn't it didn't stand out or anything, but it was it was a solid Spielberg movie. And and Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep were both good. And and, you know, it'll we'll see it in the bargain bid in another in another yeah. year. And I like childhood wonder Steven Spielberg a lot more than the uh, Steven Spielberg we've gotten the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, he can. I mean, Lincoln with Daniel Day Lewis. I really liked Lincoln when. No, when I like that uh, movie. I just uh, I like the Steven Spielberg who makes the ET Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I like Childhood Wonder Steven Spielberg. Uh Well, um, he's got uh, Ready Player One coming out uh, in about a month, which is uh, hopefully maybe I. I've heard it's I've heard it's not good, but (laughs) but it's not his fault. Yeah, I mean it could be what 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 was the. was it AI? Did he finish AI? Isn't that? Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah, that was it started that was, out as a Stanley uh, Kubrick movie, oh, and then goodness. he finished it. Good goodness, was that a stinker? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I remember seeing it, and it was like, I feel like, because that was in two thousand one when that came out, and Haley Joel Osment was in it, and that was when he yeah. had just come off of the Sixth Sense, and everybody thought he was this huge freaking deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, I saw it, and I was like, it really like was sad at the end. It was I didn't like yeah, it. It was miserable. like you see a sad movie sometimes, and it makes you feel like I'll, when I said The Shape of Water, like the end of The Shape of Water is really touching. It really right. like it sticks with you, but in a good way. The ending of AI stuck with me in a bad way. I didn't yeah. like that at all. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw it when it was in the theater, and I I was like, I just wanted to snuff myself. Like I saw it, like, <laughs> I was like, God damn, everything sucks. It's <laughs> fucking horrible. <laughs> Um, well, The Shape of Water is the next on the list, and I awesome. saw that twice. That is um, one of the favorites to win. Guillermo del Toro is one of my favorite filmmakers. Absolutely. And, uh, boy, I'm so he... biased. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, the number, you said 13. This thing has 13, 13 nods, nominations. Right? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's one nomination beyond, behind Titanic and Ben-Hur and uh, Lord of the Rings. Real, and I just is so fucking satisfying, right? Because he's so good. He's so good, but he is definitely the guy that does not give a fuck when he wants to make something that he likes. Uh-huh. He doesn't give a fuck like how how is this going to be perceived when weighed against my legacy, Yeah, right? You don't get Pacific Rim <laughs> from the same guy who made Pan's Labyrinth, right? If that guy gives a fuck yeah. about how his, how his body of work will be weighed relative to to the other works, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so, like, uh, th- the fact that this gets 13 nominations just makes me so happy for all of the repeat watchings of every one of his movies that I've done, including the ones that people don't like, like, uh, you know, Hellboy and Pacific Rim specifically. Yeah. I just adore. I just adore. Yeah, I adore. love Pacific Rim. Yeah. I just goddamn adore that movie. You know who Guillermo del Toro is? He is a fucking alternate reality Kevin Smith, except better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, Kevin Smith makes just weird-ass shit with his buddies that he likes. Yeah. And he's like uh, – and yeah, I feel bad because Kevin Smith just, like, had a heart attack and I'm bagging on him. But he makes movies that I enjoy, but they're garbage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so Guillermo del Toro is that guy, but just fucking Knocks good. it out of the park. I mean, yeah. who would think – if you laid this premise out to someone and said, hey, so – um. You know, like the creature from the Black Lagoon, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how like the the thing from the the Hellboy was like a rip off of that. Well, what if the guy who made Hellboy made like a really kind of touching art house version of like 
the creature from the Black Lagoon. But then had it fuck a woman. Yeah, and then yeah, the and movie. like and and people would be like, "Well, that sounds fucking horrible." Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Suck. But, but we, then you see it, and you're like, now, "I remember that because I saw it once." And I the the ending. I won't spoil it for you, but like the the last two minutes of it elevated from like you, you're watching the whole movie and it's really well paced and you're like I like this. Michael Shannon is plays a bad guy and he is totally ball. Just I'm nice. trying to think of a word I haven't used yet, uh, but amazing performance from him. Sally Hawkins is the main character; she's great. Richard Jenkins is her uh, her her neighbor and he's great. Story flows really well, and then the last two minutes of it, it finishes, and 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 it just leaves you sitting there, and you're like, "Holy shit!" I think, it, like, yeah. I think I just watched a masterpiece. Like it was, awesome. it was that good. And uh, not to build it up too much, but then I saw it a second time, and and this is how you know it's good. Um, I liked it better the second time when I saw yeah. it because I saw I Tanya twice, and I didn't like I Tanya as much the second time. So, okay, so that 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 lets you know right there. But uh, um. The hell was I, I would that? watch anything that guy makes. I Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what he. I makes can listen. Things. He is my favorite director to listen to talk about making movies because he is so oh, passionate yeah. about. He knows every little technical thing. Yeah, he knows watching, exactly uh, what he wants. Watching, I've watched, I've watched everything with the director's commentary on. You know when they they do the uh, voiceover while the movie's playing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched every every one of them that's available. I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is he's great. Sometimes he, his his accent's a little thick, so he, when he gets excited it's it's difficult to it's impenetrable sometimes. But yeah. he uh he's definitely like uh ner- extremely nerdy about movies in a very, very good way. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. he's the the nerd that made it. Right? Exactly. Like he's yeah. just obsessed it- with the way like he knows what he's setting out to do and he's so technically uh skilled mm-hmm. at making you know it's hard to say like sometimes like oh well that's a you know he does have a feel to some of the yeah things. he has a look yeah but but there are times when that look is completely gone mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of people when they try that it doesn't really work well when they try to make something that doesn't have their signature feel mm-hmm. in the movie they don't they fail but he doesn't mm-hmm. right it's still awesome and uh, and he's super passionate, and I'm really, really, really disappointed that he did not wind up doing the Hobbit movies. Like yeah, those yeah, that was a God, shame. It would have been so good if it was just him. Yeah, I the, I completely forget that he was even supposed to be the guy. That, he, he was, was gonna be. To he be did pre production on it. He yep. was. It was gonna be him, and then, but uh, and you know, he's learned so much. I, I that's one of the reasons I love listening to him talk is he had such a shitty experience with Mimic back in the '90s. And just listening to him talk, especially about this one, like where he was like, okay, I knew the budget. I I was going to have to ask for this budget because I knew that if I wanted, if I didn't get this budget, the more money that they gave me, the more I was going to owe them. Right. So like if I wanted to do exactly what I wanted to do, I was going to have to have it done for this budget. And what does that mean in terms of the production and how am I going to do all this underwater shit and, you know, all and and uh, it's so great to see him vindicated because, and like I said, he is the fa- he's going to win best director uh, on on Sunday. If he doesn't win it, it's going to be a huge upset because it's one of those situations where he's already won most of the awards. Yeah, uh, and uh, it, you know his success has absolutely no bearing on my life, but it is it is great to uh, to see somebody no, who's good at what great. they do. I mean, uh, you know, but you could say recognized. that you could say that for for anything, right? I mean, there's. Yeah. 
there is absolutely nothing wrong with taking great pleasure in the success of creative people who've brought you joy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I think that's way better than um, – I mean, I don't like sports, but I think it's way be- way better than way better than eating horse shit in the middle of the street because your sports ball team wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I so did. I, did I think see that. Uh, I think being excited for a guy who who makes really good movies to finally get his uh, comeuppance, you know, he's mm-hmm. he definitely deserves that award for more than just this movie. Yeah, definitely. So, this is kind of a legacy award for him too. It's yeah. sort of like we're giving this, you know, this is for Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Even his bad movies are still. I mean, I, does he even have bad movies? He has movies that weren't as well received yeah, as they could have been. Yeah, I think Mimic you know? is probably the closest that it gets to being bad. And that's not even a and bad. In Crimson Peak too. Bad. Crimson Peak was um, was I I thought Crimson Peak was okay. I thought it was okay. But uh, you know, Hellboy two is is. Uh, I think maybe a little cartoony and and weird for people, but I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of nerdy, so I like it. Yeah, I didn't have you a. Know, pro- I like the second one better than the first neat. one. I thought it was a really cool movie. Yeah, I know? saw the first Hellboy twice in theaters. That was back when yeah. I was a teenager. You know, so. and as a guy who was a fan of the comics, and it it did take some pretty serious departures, but it's it's one of those rare times where the departures are fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, a 2001, a space odyssey type of thing where the movie, the movie stands on its own, completely separate from the source material. Right. right. You know, I mean, that's a, actually, that's a horrible example because they, <laughs> they wrote those at the same time with each other, but uh, we get your point. <laughs> you, get, you get my point. It stands on its own and, and he, that's just his, his, uh, his level of force as a creator is, it's undeniable, yeah. you know? I remember Pan's Labyrinth watching that in the theater uh, when that came out opening weekend forever ago. Uh-huh. 2006, this, yeah. Fuck yeah, the scene where that guy stabs that guy in the face with the bottle. He doesn't even stab him. He like crushes his face with the bottle. Yeah, yeah that's like – That – Yeah. The, just the the whole reaction from the theater. Like some of the previews made it seem like, oh, this is – this is like kind of a horror, but like a little whimsical movie. And then you were watching that, and you're like, "This shit's fucking serious, man." Yeah, shit's gonna go down in this movie that we're not we're not expecting. Yeah, and that was that was a great movie. That that movie really turned me into a huge fan. Yeah, me right? too. Well, that was kind of his first critically acclaimed. I mean, he had people saw him as somebody with a lot of potential before right. that, but that was when it was sort of like, okay, yeah, this guy is capable of very very good right. uh, a list material. And you know what's so great about that movie is you completely forget that it's not in English. That's how you know it's an yes. awesome movie. I completely, you know, I watched it again last year, and right. I was like, I completely forgot it was subtitled. You're it, right because I was I was looking for something to watch. You know, this is quite a while ago, and I was looking for something to watch, and I turned that on, and I had completely forgotten that that was subtitled. Mm-hmm. Completely forgotten. And it wouldn't have worked if it had if it hadn't have been. So I wish people would subtitle more. I, when they have like spy movies, yes. like a B level spy movie where the the bad guys are talking in accented English amongst themselves, yes, it's, it's like it's like you couldn't have hired a translator to get that dialogue done in their language, yes. you know. Well, and it's it sort of feels like uh, you know playing to the the drooling masses because like oh they're not going to want to read, yeah. You know, has yeah. have anyone that you've ever known who you who you legitimately 
like had a deep respect for their level of intelligence. Ben, we all know the guy. He's like, I don't want to watch that, man. I don't want to read them subtitles. Has anybody <laughs> ever said that, that to ever. you? Yeah. Has anybody ever said that to you that you were like, well, that's weird because that's one of the smartest people I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally never heard anybody say that, period. Oh, I hear I, it all the time. Really? Fuck. I, just, I guess I just hang out with a different caliber of uh, fellas. Well, that's my problem. Is like I, I hang. I have you know. I have my different groups of friends, but like I don't, I don't know. Maybe I just don't talk about it with them. But the I don't. I can't remember ever hearing anybody say I have a problem with when movies are subtitled. It's if it's a good movie, it's a good movie, you know. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Sh- Shape of Water. I hope that wins. It, yeah, it does. Me it's too. the other thing. If it wins, it'll be the first sci-fi movie uh, since. Oh God, what is it's uh, Star Wars? Did Star Wars win Best Picture? What was uh, I don't. God, I should really know that. Yeah, I don't know. I because I, the, the reason I'm saying this shitload of awards. I feel like I read that it would be the first sci-fi movie to win Best Picture, but I feel like something it, won it. It already. very well may be because the Lord Star of the Rings Wars, is the only fantasy movie to win it. I know Star Wars won a shitload of awards, but I think it was all uh, special uh, effects, special related, effects, right? sound, yeah. musical score. Um, you know, anything they could do. Anything they could do to avoid uh, to avoid giving an award to a movie that was carried by the uh, things around it uh-huh. more than <laughs> like that you know saved on the cutting room floor so to speak. Um, so so anyway, the the last movie is uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which is a lot of people. A couple months ago, this was the shoe in to win Best Picture. Now you told me what this was about before. Yeah, it's it's about a woman whose daughter is murdered, and she puts up these three billboards uh, chastising the police for uh, for not finding her killer. And okay. uh, it's Frances McDormand is the main character. She's phenomenal, and this this is the best performance that she's given since Fargo, one hundred percent. Sam Rockwell, who is another actor like Gary Oldman, who's given nothing but solid work over the years, yeah. uh, is the hands-down favorite to win uh, Best Supporting Actor. Oh, good. Frances McDormand is a favorite to win Best Actress by by a, a substantial margin. She's, um, a, she's great in everything she does, too. She is, yeah. Like, she's she's uh, My favorite thing that she's done is Almost Famous. I, I love okay, that, yeah. that, her in that movie. Yeah, she's so good. What is it that... They're smoking pot, or they're on the pot, or something. What does she say? She says, uh, "Oh, it's, it's the groupie answers the phone, and she's looking to talk, to talk to her son, and she's like, is this Marianne at the pot?'" And yeah. she, she's, she's like, "No, this no, is this not Marianne." No, but at the she pot. holds up the record of Simon and Garfunkel. Oh yeah, she taps, she she's pokes like, it, she uh, points to their eyes. Other. She's like, "Honey, they're on pot." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, no shit, lady. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but no, she's she's another example of somebody who's who's just good in everything. Yeah. Um. So one of those actresses or or actors that the you know the director's like, whew, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this, like I'm not gonna have to fucking draw blood from a stone to get. No, that's <laughs> a, that's a, you give them one. you give them the material and just say okay go yeah and, and, yeah and then they do they, they add do. more yeah they they add more than um than you were even they, expecting yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so that's, uh, that movie is kind of like darkest hour in the sense that it's, it's well-written it's, it's, it's well-made. Um, but it has issues with everything except for the performances. The performances are really what make it stand out. Okay. Um, particularly obviously Francis McDormand, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson is nominated for best supporting actor as well. Um, he was good, but compared to Sam Rockwell, if Sam Rockwell hadn't, hadn't been in the movie, Woody Harrelson would have, uh, would have definitely been the standout, uh, Willem Dafoe. 
for the Florida Project was also he's the only famous person in that movie, except for Caleb Landry Jones, who was uh, also in Three Billboards from Ebbing, uh, outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, but uh, like I said, Sam Rockwell is the is the hands on favorite to win Best Supporting Actor, and that's probably that's what this movie will walk away. It's also nominated for Best Original Screenplay. A lot of people think Get Out is going to get that. Um, I would be fine with that. I think Get Out definitely deserves to. I, I haven't even fucking seen it, and I'm sitting here just based on the accolades that it's gotten over the past year. It deserves to win something, you know. And right. I think Best Original Screenplay is probably going to be what that ends up being. Um, so, uh, so those are all the Best Picture nominees. We'll really quickly uh, cycle through all the the acting because I kind of touched on them a little bit. Um, but we've got how much? We got about 15 minutes here left before we have to. Uh, bail out of here so the rant can get in. Um, but uh, lead actor Timothy Chalamet for Call Me by Your Name, Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kalua for Get, and I'm Kalua. I, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm ninety percent, but he's uh, the so lead. Fucking intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> you make me sick. Uh, that's how it's spelled: K A L U U Y A. And he was also in Black Panther. I didn't realize it was the same guy, but that's uh, he's. Well, uh, now it's particularly bad. Kaluya. <laughs> Kaluya. I don't know. Yeah, that's what it is. So fucking, fucking no, he's never going to hear this. So uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, he's crying at home right now. He's like, <laughs> God damn it, American whiner. Uh, <laughs> Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Es- Israel Esquire, which I'd never, I had never even heard of that movie prior to. Th- I think that they have like, like Meryl Streep and Denzel Washington. They're just like, eh, they were in a movie this year, so we yeah, got to yeah. we better just nominate yeah. them. Just with Denzel Washington, side. especially right. They're yeah. just like you know. I didn't even see it, but we got to put it in the nominees, right? Because it's Denzel. Yeah. Well, so. th- it was funny because I was reading some article uh, last night on uh, how the Academy members voted, and even they were saying like, like, no, like <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get a single vote. So it was, uh, uh, it it was definitely just like, a, yeah, we all know Gary. It's between Gary Oldman and Timothy Sham. I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong too. Shamalay. I don't know. I'll find out how it's pronounced on all these names. That's one of the things I love about the Oscars. You find out how the names are actually yeah. pronounced after yeah. reading them for you know months on end. Because uh, I don't watch interviews with these people. I just read about it. So, right. but anyway, um, so yeah, Timothy Shamule and Daniel Kaluuya. I got like <laughs> I sound like such a fucking moron. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and so, what other names can I mispronounce there? I used to think Sir Ronan was uh, Sorzy. <laughs> That's how that was from my Yeah. <laughs> Sorzy Ronan. Uh, Sersha is, I like Sersha. That's a pretty name. But uh, uh, lead actress, Sersha Ronan for Lady Bird, obviously. Hallie, Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margot Robbie for I, Tanya, And Meryl Streep for The Post. Uh, Margot Robbie was fucking hilarious in I, Tanya. Loved her in that. Um, she would be my second choice behind Frances McDormand. But uh, Frances McDormand deserves it. She's she. Uh, it's just. I mean, there's really not much more else to say. Margot Robbie is like the the Brad Pitt of actresses, where it's like she's like she could totally coast like, on man, just being good you. looking. Fuck you, yeah. You could get by just on how you know gorgeous, preternaturally good looking you are. You have to be so fucking talented and yeah. good at what you do. And also, picking, and picking all like these you, different different roles where you kind of disappear yes, into them. You know, yeah. do you do you absolutely have to remove the ability for me 
as an ugly person to <laughs> criticize you by, by also being talented, you fucker. Yeah. You know, like, that's a really interesting comparison. But I totally, I as soon as you said that, I got it. It was yeah. And she's young too. She's only twenty six. Yeah. So and her next role, her next big role is playing Sharon Tate. In Quentin oh, Tarantino's wow. Charles Manson, no movie. shit, that's so, a perfect role, isn't though. it? And she's even you know, the same like age. I didn't know that. And uh, man, that's that's uh, maybe that'll be her. Maybe where that'll she be gets her, nominated. She gets I don't know statue. if that's a lead role. That might be a supporting role, but we'll wow. see. Um, so, uh, speaking of supporting roles, a uh, supporting actor, Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. He got nominated for coming in and recording or recording, uh, excuse me, filming all of his uh, scenes in like two weeks after Kevin Spacey got fired from it because uh, they had already finished the movie. And then all the bullshit with Kevin Spacey came out and Ridley Scott was like, okay, uh, rather than deal with, than have him one asshole ruin, you know, thousands of people's work. I'm just going to get, cause he wanted a Christopher Plummer for that role originally. And the studio wanted a bigger name. Okay. So he was like, all right, well let's yeah, bring well, in Christopher you got Plummer. A, and- you got a, a fucking guy who rapes teenage boys. Good, yeah. good job studio. <laughs> Let the directors make the we choice. We had no idea. What Let the directors <laughs> make the choice. But yeah, we had no idea that these actors were raping people. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, okay, buddy. But, uh, uh, so Christopher Plummer, and he's also the oldest nominee for acting ever now. I think he's 88 or 89. Oh, so, uh, yeah, and he's also the oldest winner. He won when he was 81 or 82. So he's <laughs> well, got that he pegged, man. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I hope he Colonel gets Von it. Trapp, you know, 50 years later, yeah. is uh, winning, breaking all the records. Last is uh, Sam Rockwell for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, largely considered the favorite to win. Um, okay. If there's one. Who are you like, hoping wins? Uh, Sam Rockwell. Okay. This is one of those years where, like, I'm all the people that are supposed to win i want to win okay. i i they all deserve it um they all are well respected and in the case of like gary oldman and sam rockwell they haven't had any and also the next who we haven't talked about at all yet in supporting actress allison janney whose last name i'm also probably pronouncing wrong uh for i tanya another legacy actress who's never done anything but good work and deserves the recognition both and in her case she's been in tv and film for right. 20, 30 years now, and just absolutely dope actress. She was amazing in I, Tanya, um, and uh, she is the favorite to win that. She's uh, alongside Mary J. Blige from Mudbound. Mudbound was a good movie. Uh, probably that and Okja <laughs> last year. Boy, if you could go back 18 years and tell someone that Mary J. Blige was nominated for an nominated Oscar. Nominated for yeah. an Oscar. She even, I saw this actor's roundtable that the Hollywood Wood Reporter did, and even she was saying, like, she like she doesn't watch anything that she's in or anything like that because and she was saying like, because uh, like I think the one of the first movies she did was that crappy Rock of Ages movie. You remember that the, <laughs> yeah. the jukebox musical? And I think even she was like with this movie, I was I was like I had like a panic attack after I did it because I was like, oh god, I have to actually act. You know, I have to be good, and uh, and so she had an acting coach friend or an actress friend or something come in and and, and help her out with it. But uh, that oh, was that's cool, solid movie. Mudbound and Okja were two uh, the the two best Netflix movies I saw last year. So um, definitely good. Leslie Manville from Phantom Thread. She plays the woman who poisons Daniel Day Lewis. Okay. Laurie Metcalf, Metcalf for uh, Lady Bird, also a good performance. Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. She's kind of like turning into the. Octavia Spencer was in a movie this year. Let's we better nominate her for best supporting actress. Yeah, yeah. Like that. 
that's kind of. Uh, but if she wins for that, which uh, it's not likely that she will, uh, she will be the first uh, black woman to win two Oscars, I think. So, uh, so yeah, because she won for well, best supporting actress for the uh, for the for the help. What she'll win then? <laughs> no, Allison. No, Janney because this is, is the, this is Oscars damage control. Oh, I don't, the dude. No, 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 no. This is this is the, the damage control was like two years ago. Now they're 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 into the new era now. No, no, we're talking about they need something good so people forget about Harvey Weinstein and like <laughs> their entire. They need one night where like someone doesn't go like well. Here's a bunch of fucking rapists hanging out, handing each other trophies. So they gotta, they gotta do something. Well, they they kind of did because Casey Affleck won last <laughs> year for Best Actress, and he is not coming to the perform to the awards this year. He's gonna. Yeah. Uh, they kind of they must have sent him a little email saying, "Hey man, it's probably best." Of- you, James Franco, just, who was sit this one out. James Franco, who won the Golden Globe for Best for the Disaster Artist, is not nominated. He would have definitely he would have been the second favorite to win behind Gary Oldman. Yeah, if he had you know. Have- if the of a lot of those broke. stories, though, the James Franco one is, I'm kind of like. On the fence on it? or yeah, I don't fucking. James Franco's cool. Man. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein is a rapist. I knew Harvey yeah. Weinstein was a rapist the first time I saw him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just looks like a rapist. Too. He's walking around <laughs> raping people. He looks like a fucking troll that lives under a bridge that rapes people that fucking go over top of the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> James Franco. I don't know. I don't, well, it's we won't get into that. We've only got five minutes, so uh, so that's a whole Spend other kettle five of fish. Defending James Franco, but um, <laughs> what the fuck was I talking? Oh, uh, so the and then I guess just for the hell of it, we'll we'll wrap it up with the uh, the director nominees: Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Uh, there's obviously a ton of other awards that uh, nobody ever focuses nobody on. Nobody cares so, about, yeah. Uh, God bless them. Roger people, Deakins is like, is the favorite to win Best Cinematography, though, for the Blade Runner t- 2049. There's a ton so. of other. Oh, man, I really hope that he gets that because that was a goddamn beautiful You movie. saw that, too. Yeah, I did. Little, oh, you yeah. know what? Yeah, yeah, there's another one I saw. Yeah. Um, that was a fucking beautiful movie. Yeah, man. I hope he wins that. Very well done. You know what's funny is that the, the – um, you know, not to diminish actors, uh-huh. uh, you know, but sort of. The rest of the awards are for the people who really actually work way fucking harder. They are, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and uh, those are the ones that people are like, well, and, and fucking switch to another channel while those ones are getting handed yeah, well, out or they skip I, I watch them being them, televised. I do too. You know, uh, one thing that, that I love is um, uh, the sound, I think, is is something that is – extremely important mm-hmm. and that gets overlooked because when it's good, you don't notice it when it's amazing. It's, it's like, it's, it, you forget that it's happening. Exactly. And I, so it's hard for people to care, but fuck, it's important. It is. I have a friend, uh, Jeff Menjin, who was on the podcast back in October, who's a sound guy. And he was talking about sound and movies. And, uh, he was, he said pretty much exactly what you just said, where it's, if it's, if it's good, nobody notices it. Yeah. Uh, so um, you're yeah. absolutely right. 
the problem is, is that, you know, I mean, I have, I have this problem too. We're obsessed with fame in this culture. And, yeah. and so I, you know, the, and the actors are the ones that you see. You don't see any of the other people. You don't see the guy going up to the, to the, you don't see the makeup artists. You don't see the, the production designers. You don't see the, uh, the set builders or any of that stuff. So it's, that's, that's, that's why it's, it's obvious reasons, but you're absolutely right. That's a really good observation that the actors do put in their time. But they're getting compensated for it in many ways, whereas yeah, yeah. the people they're just regular working people, and they're yep. and they they're yeah, the I want that the movies I want work. the guy that's knocking it out of the fucking park, who makes sixty grand a year to get his fucking statue and be guaranteed work for the rest of his life. Yeah, for yeah. that, that's the the award that really like, you know, and I'm, I'll say the same thing. Like I watch the fucking actors, and <laughs> but those are the ones that is really. When you think of the impact on someone's, you know, oh, sweet, I got a statue for that thing I did for $20 million. Dope. Yeah, yeah. You know? Let me put it with these other ones. Thanks, yeah. guys. This yeah. is great. This means I get $25 million next time, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, you know, but when you got a guy who that's his passion um, and he's not you know, buying uh, some of the highest valued property in California. Yeah. Uh, you know, those are the guys that I think when they win that award, that's, you that's know. A, that's a big deal. That guy's them. great that's grandchildren a- are going to be talking about the fact that he won that award. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Definitely. But um, so best director, though, Guillermo del Toro, we already talked Obviously, about him. He's the, that's, he's that's the, the, the odds on favorite to win that's that. That's who I'm rooting for. Um, that's just, who I'm uh, rooting for, too. I just want to listen to the almost impenetrable uh, – uh, acceptance speech. Well, did you listen to him when he won the Golden Globe Award? No, because they started playing him off, and he literally said, "He's like, he's like, turn the music down, guys, for fuck's sake." He said that, and they didn't bleep it. They God, didn't bleep him. him for some reason. I love and, him so much. Yeah, and he's like, it took it took me twenty five years to get here. Like, give me a minute. And, he and, is so fantastic. Yeah, like just one of those guys. The personality is. Is so likable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he is the guy that would tell them to turn that fucking music off. Well, I just think all of those guys have to have a nasty side if they want to get shit done at that level. But, um, you know, like James, people, I remember Steven Spielberg talking about James Cameron, who is a notorious psycho on set. Yeah, yeah. And Steven Spielberg is, is, he, he's intense and you better do your fucking job. But Steven Spielberg was like, I don't need to yell at people to, to have them get shit done. And right. he, he said, you don't need to yell at people to have them get shit done. So, what the fuck? What the hell? Is that your phone? Yeah, I don't know. It sounded like a goddamn plane going over. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? What's going on in your crotch? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's the, all of a sudden, you just looked down. And I'm that's like, a twin jet engine's down there, baby. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, we gotta get we gotta get out of here. But uh, everybody, um, have a great uh, weekend. I will be back on Monday. Um, a friend, a good friend of mine, is scheduled. I'm hoping, you know, the the trend is broken where I have to keep things. I schedule a guest, and for one reason or another, uh, they, I gotta they keep make having it. this cocksucker that hasn't seen the fucking movies. That I want to talk about. Yeah. On the podcast. <laughs> well, you're my go-to guy now because it's like, well, you've already been on so much, you know. It's and, and I know that you uh, you like doing it, so it's, it's I do. Like, I might as I well do. have Don on. So thanks yeah, again. This microphone for coming smells on. good. That's why I like coming. In. <laughs> That's the only reason the way yeah, the microphone yeah. smells. It tastes pretty nice. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so yeah, thanks again for coming on, man. Yeah, I love coming in, man. And uh, we will definitely do this again, um, obviously. But uh, yeah, the Oscars are on this uh, Sunday. I believe the show starts at eight, um, and um, I'll be watching it. I'll be at my parents' house, uh, like I, I usually am, and uh, checking it out. And hopefully, they don't fuck up the best picture announcement this year. 
Um, and, uh, and so we'll see, see how that goes. But, uh, so everybody have a great weekend and I will be back on Monday.